You're listening to the Night Demon Network. Go to nightdemon.net slash subscriber to unlock more exclusive content. Hello and welcome to the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast. I'm your host, Nesbitt, and with a new studio album in the wings, Night Demon released a new track for the Decibel Magazine Flexi series, a thrashy, relentless, apocalyptic metal banger. This is The Last Day. When they're writing their upcoming full-length studio album, uh, we have more news on that very soon, Night Demon had a few ideas that got shelved. So after working on these riffs and getting a song to a certain point, it was shelved only to be resurrected months later and polished off into this two-and-a-half-minute slab of thrash. Beast of the pitch Now, the meaning of the song, The Last Day, so it's basically about, you know, is this your is this your last day on earth? Is this our last day on earth? We don't know. I mean, there's so much that we worry about on a day-to-day basis. Does it really matter? Does any of this matter? You know, Dusty and I were having a conversation and we, we uh, he mentioned something. It was a quote from somebody, but he was just like, and I'm going to paraphrase, but it's just like, we're just a, you know, earth is just a pale blue dot just coasting through the universe in the middle of, you know, an asteroid field, you know, just gotta, just, we're, we've been here for so long, but at at any moment we could, we could, it could all go away. And, and, you know, how the, the importance that we put on the small things and why does that matter? You know, look how insignificant we really all are in the big picture of things. It's just, it's a, it's a crazy thing to think about. Jarvis kind of asked me what I thought of the idea of the world coming to an end. And, you know, I just kind of went into, uh, you know, how, I don't know, could happen any day, anytime, anywhere. And, 
you know, I really didn't have too much to say about it because to me it's inevitable that we're destroying the planet day by day and that uh, eventually, you know, humans will run themselves out of existence and the planet will continue on like it's done for billions of years or however millions of years. I, I don't know. Nobody really knows. But this planet's gone through a lot over the years. And the little bit that we're doing to it isn't any good. And with all the craziness in the world, I know that eventually our our, our luck will run out. I don't think it'll be in my lifetime. But, uh, you know, I, I think of like, you know, people my age having kids and what their kids have to go through on this planet. And I think it's just one of those songs where, you know, it's, it's inevitable, but it's also some cool writing subject. So I think that's what, um, Jarvis was after there was just something a little bit different than he's ever wrote, you know, written about. So I think it's pretty unique. Yeah, we recorded the meaning of this song. Um, Jarvis came up with the whole idea of it being like, you know, we're living in end times and the world is dying and, you know, these are our last days. My girlfriend, Laura, who has become a great writing partner of mine, uh, we worked on a lot of stories together, movie scripts, and even lyrics. Um, She helped me out with the inspiration for this song. And while we were just doing some research... She came across the 15 signs before doomsday, which basically describes the events that are supposed to occur in the fortnight before the end of the world. So stars and planets aflame, seas consuming the dry land, all that stuff. And I think they the list originated from the Apocalypse, the Apocalypse of Thomas, which is Greek text written between the 2nd and 4th centuries. Um, woe to inhabitants of the earth from Revelations 12, 12, specifically the King's, King James Version and the Old God's Rising line, you know, uh, like I mentioned, uh, kind of a Lovecraftian theme. Um, you know, it's kind of a nice way to break things up, you know, the biblical stuff, you know, you gotta always throw that in there. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, that's, the basis of it, the themes definitely come from some very historic text, and this is basically our interpretation of that. Let's, let's go through the lyrics. First verse. When all the stars and planets perish the same, the sea will rise, dry land, it will reclaim. Are you ready? When all the stars and planets perish the same, the sea will rise, dry land, it will reclaim. Are you ready? So, yeah, I mean, it's your typical doomsday tale. But, again, you know, when all, when all 
when everything dies, when, when everything on the earth dies, when extinction happens, do, what happens? Do we go up into a ball of flames? Does, human, does humanity die first? What happens, you know, these, the physical things outlive us, you know, you look at a rock and you're like, how fucking old is this? Where did this come from? You know, but our life, our existence is so insignificant to all that stuff. And nature just does not, does not care. So are you, are you ready for that? Should we be ready for that at any given moment? And if so, what does this, what does this life mean? The chorus. Woe to inhabitants of the earth. Beast of the pit shall arise. This will spell our demise. Woe to inhabitants of the earth. Beast of the pit shall arise. This will spell our demise. So it's basically like a warning. It's kind of like the universe saying, giving a warning to, you know, warning earthlings, you know, the beast of the pit shall arise so you know it's almost like a metaphor for for satan as as the beast of the pit must much like uh the sarah thungle song master of the pit you know but not only satan or the devil because i think we we uh we put we put satan into a lot of a much different meaning these days you know than than what than what it really is but the beast of the pit I mean, that could be, you know, the universe, the, you know, the, the forces of the universe, the beast of the pit. It could be something like uh, Cthulhu, you know, something rising up out of the sea, the ancient ones, the old gods, the, the people, the, the creatures beneath the surface. We don't know. I mean, look how vast the ocean is. We have no idea what what is down there we have we uh, we have we we have some ideas but we we don't know so that is in reference to this verse two the horsemen mount their steeds begin their crusade they've been waiting eons for us to fail old gods rising the horsemen mount their steeds begin the crusade They've been waiting eons for us to fail. Oh, God's rising. So the horsemen mount their steeds. That's, uh, you know, kind of a four horsemen of the apocalypse reference. They've been waiting eons for us to fail. Eons, you know, look it up what that means. But <laughs> a long ass time. And, you know, that's kind of a Lovecraft reference. You know, he, he used that word a lot. Um, I remember when we were talking about the lyrics, actually, Dusty said, I don't know about that word, man. We should make it more, uh, more uh, you know, use, use a common word that everybody would understand. But I think that the metal community in the, is, is well-read in the literature and um, definitely understands that. And it lends itself to, to the message of this song very well. And then, you know, pre-chorus line, Old Gods Rising. I mentioned, you know, when talking about the song in the previous verse, you know, Cthulhu, uh, old gods like this, the ancient ones. Who are the old gods? The universal gods, the, the, everything that's around us that we cannot see, things that we can't comprehend, interdimensional beings you know this stuff is very very possible and probable in our minds at least 
Then the chorus again, woe to inhabitants of the earth, beast of the pit shall arise. This will spell our demise. Woe to inhabitants of the earth, beast of the pit shall arise. This will spell our demise. It's again, it's a warning. It's a warning to all of us. Not, not to be afraid, not that a warning, this is coming. You know, inevitably it is. We know that, but it's, it's a warning to, you know, be aware of the possibilities of this so that you can live the human experience here in the best way possible. So then we come to the bridge section. We go, we go back to the intro here with this, with this, you know, fast kick drumming and then that downbeat right into this cool, like real doomsday kind of breakdown um, so this is, again, you know, I think that this song is kind of a very Metallica-ish song, which is fine. You know, they're one of our favorite bands of all time, but I, again, it's, there's no copying here, but it comes out in our, in our natural DNA. Um, but the, you know, I had the idea for this gang vocal on this whole bridge that would just go die, die, because, you know, it's exactly what, you know, the song is about. And, um, I immediately after that thought, oh, they do that in the song Creeping Death. But I thought, you know what? That's fine. Die is not an original idea to, to them, <laughs> you know? So, um, and, you know, if, if you see it as a tribute to Creeping Death, that's totally fine with me. It's an amazing song. But so for these backing vocals, we did one take where it was myself, Armand Dusty, and our friend Joe Rivas from the bands uh, Burning Dog and Out of Trust. He's like a local punk legend where we come from. So we did one round of those, and then we layered another round of the dies with the guys from Sirithungal. It was Rob, Tim, and Jimmy. Uh, Greg wasn't there, but our buddy Tom Malone, who fills in for me on bass and rehearses with the band when I'm out on the road, he was around. He's an amazing dude, and he had a really good time doing this. The gang vocals are our great friends, the mighty Sirith Ungol. Um, I think, I'm not sure if Greg was here for that. Maybe he was. I think we grabbed them all during a rehearsal when they came over to do a rehearsal said, hey, guys, come over here real quick and uh, do these gang vocals for us. You know, so die, die, die. <laughs> what the hell? That's fantastic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> get up, stand up, stand up so your voice is hitting the... Oh, I'll get up, don't worry. Okay. Maybe. Maybe I he's not up to it. Die! 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 Please. That's your song, John? Mm -hmm. It's great. 
kind of up tempo there. Oh yeah. You, you think? Die! 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 Um so they went ahead and did that the did that on top of us so we got a bunch of people just saying die the lyrics in in the bridge are probably some of my favorite in the song our nature will persist everything we know will not exist ego suicide nothing matters we've already died our nature will persist everything we've known will not exist ego suicide Nothing matters. We've already died. So our nature will persist, meaning we as humans like to have this selective amnesia. You know, that's why um, practicing something over and over again and ingraining it in your in your head creates, you know, behavioral changes and stuff like that. But, you know, it's kind of a thing you go see a motivational talk and you get all inspired and within a week, you're kind of back to your old ways. So yes, our nature will persist. We'll hear this message. We'll talk about these kinds of topics. And then we'll go, oh shit, you know, I got to watch Stranger Things tonight. You know, like it's, uh, or, or man, you know, uh, it's raining outside. God damn it. Or it's too hot. Or uh, you know, just any trivial little thing starts to get in the way. Our nature will persist. Everything we know will not exist. So all this is going to be gone. I touched on that before. Ego suicide. It's kill your ego. All, all, again, another thing that just doesn't matter and nobody fucking cares about. Nothing matters. We've already died. I personally do not believe that time is linear in the universal aspect. I think time is linear on earth because we need some way to be able to organize the human experience and to communicate and uh, you know my my uh, guru Mitch Horowitz talks about this a lot you know we need we need time here on earth to be able to be productive and make things happen you know you make an appointment with somebody that's how you meet up it's a way for you to organize that appointment to meet up and make that that thing happen but time is not linear in the universal aspect. It's a, we're living the human experience and we don't know enough about time. We're learning more with science, but I personally believe it is, it is not linear and the past can be changed. The future has happened. Things like this. That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> So anyway, for the lyrics, we just get into the last chorus, which just repeats itself on the first time, but it's a double chorus. And I purposely wrote different lyrics for the second half of the chorus. And those lyrics are a question to the listener. Will you make the most of it all? Don't live in the past. This day could be the last. Will you make the most of
And that's a simple question. And that's, it's a, it's a question wrapped up with a warning. And it's, it's very cliche in a way of, uh, you know, live every day like it's your last. But really today is all we have. And I thought that be that was a very fitting way to, to close the message of this song in a more uplifting way instead of just a doomsday metal, we're fucked kind of way. So there it is, the last day. Hey guys, Nesbitt here. If you'd like to support Night Demon and this podcast, the best way to do it is to become a Night Demon subscriber. Not only will you be doing your part to support a true heavy metal band out there really living it, you'll also gain access to a ton of extras. Bonus audio content, a subscriber-only merch store with rare items from the band's archives, you can stream never-before-heard demos and unearth live concerts from the live vaults, communicate with the other Night Demon diehards on an exclusive subscriber forum, and gain early access to all press releases, album pre-orders, new merchandise, and a ton more. And another thing that I think is pretty cool is Night Demon will be donating 10% of every subscription fee to the Metal Cares Foundation, which is a charitable fund the band started in 2014 to aid those in our metal community. So head over to nightdemon.net slash subscriber and join us as we make heavy metal history together as one. And on a side note, I'll personally think you're a great A badass. <laughs> so the last day lyrics inspired by 15 signs before doomsday from the apocalypse of thomas so i looked it up and to be honest it's one of the most metal things i've ever read so these are pretty long i'm not going to read them all here's the first five signs of the apocalypse that Jarvis used as inspiration for these lyrics. Number one, a bloody rain falls from heaven, coloring all the land. Children in the womb cry out, saying they do not want to be born. Number two, the stars fall from heaven and run about the earth like lightning. They shed tears and run under the mountains. They turn black and plunge into the abyss. Number three, the sun turns black. Number four, the moon turns to blood, descends, and tries to run into the sea. Number five, the dumb beasts turn their heads to heaven and try to cry out for mercy, but they cannot speak. They throw themselves into the pits and roar. It goes on from there. There's a couple other cool ones where the newly dead are thrown out of the earth and the dead rise. And the corresponding images for this, the paintings, they're from like the 1400s. Also very cool. Uh, you got to see this stuff. I'll put a copy of this in the bonus section for this episode on nightdemon.net if you want to check it out. But uh, some pretty cool, you know, content to inspire a thrashy metal song. Some pretty heavy but uh, badass metal imagery in there. Um, speaking of badass, I have to comment on the guitar playing on the song by Armand John Anthony. So part of the energy and thrashiness of the song, not just the riffs, but also the fills and the blistering guitar solo. The guitar fills, um, Jarvis came up with that riff for the verse. Um, I had I had the other stuff, the main kind of thrashy riff. And we decided to keep the verse kind of more open, you know, like a, you know, like an A and B kind of thing or a, like almost like a, 
like a blues structure, you know? You got your A, and then you sing over the B part, then you go back to the A, and then you sing over the B part, and you go back to the A again. You know, it's kind of a classic style of uh, structure. But, uh, yeah, we wanted to put these little guitar fills in there just real quick, kind of fucking very uh, kill-em-all kind of style. for that same kind of effect with the echo on there. Um, just really a fan of that sound, so went for that there. The guitar solo, um, yeah, guitar solo, that's one take, I think. I was using a Stratocaster. I've been doing that a lot on the new on the new songs is um using a Stratocaster for my solos instead of the Flying V or guitar with humbuckers in it, you know, like a Les Paul or something. And um it kind of just fucking came together in the studio. Uh I was messing with a few ideas in the in the jam room, but when it came time to record it, I'm pretty sure that was the first or second take and I just you know, Jarvis was in the room with me and I laid it down. I did a little dive bomb thing, which is something that I've never done with this band before either. And uh, after I did it, I kind of had a little chuckle to myself, and I turned around and looked at him, and he was just like, yeah, okay. That's it. Cool. Done. You know, just really inspired and, and uh, you know, improvised and just uh, not a lot of thought. You know, sometimes the best stuff um, comes out like that. I, and, you know, then you don't have to spend a lot of time on things, which I'm always good with, you know. Very cool. Very unique solo on this one. And that combined with the rhythm section. Uh, especially the drums, give this song a totally intense and frantic energy. Intro, going into that first weird fill, that was super hard to do. The beat pretty much stays the same, then I do a fill going into the verse. I play the first half of it on the floor tom. And then I go to the ride symbol where I change the kick pattern. Dry land, it will 
It builds up again back to the hi-hat for the chorus. Then the midsection kind of is is a, a breakdown where we cut the the beat in half. up into the solo. And then that little transition, you know, I kind of do this, the snare thing into the last chorus. Then I break into the double bass. Jarvis was like, dude, we got to go to double bass there, you know? Definitely takes it to a whole nother level. And then the snare roll at the end kind of just builds it up to break it down. So yeah, the drum parts are fun. You know, it's uh, cut and dry to the point, but it took me a while to figure out all of the, the way that I was going to play the song, how I was going to do the fills, when to do the fills, when to play double bass, when not to play double bass, uh, what I was going to do in the midsection. So there's a lot of things that I ironed out in that original demo the night before the final demo or the final take and really just did my homework the night before of all the prep of like, you know, when you put yourself through the ringer like that and you do a demo where you piece it together that way, you know, it's a grind to get that. But, you know, what's awesome about modern technology is you can literally take these parts, piece them all together, create this had this you know blueprint and then the next day you're able to come in with that blueprint in in place and fix the things that sound like shit and execute that blueprint and game plan to the final version and and you know the final version has that energy it has the speed it has the tempo everything is the way that it was supposed to be so it uh definitely took shape over time but we really did that song. I think we put that song together in like, I don't know, probably less than a week, you know, a couple of days. So yeah, you know, we were already in writing mode from doing the, the new record. So, you know, we, we pieced it together pretty quickly. We had our buddy Josh Newell mix the song. And, uh, you know, he's the guy who did um, Are You Out There, Empire's Fall and the Darkness Remains album. It came out pretty good. And, uh, you know, it's a, again, it's a simple, straightforward song um, and sounds like Night Demon. And, uh, yeah, back to our, our tried and true mixer, Mr. Josh Newell. Uh, and I remember he mixed it basically while we were in Texas for the Hell's Heroes Fest because I remember getting the final version of that or at least sending him the files when we were there. And then 
we got the last, the final mixes at the beginning of the tour. Um, I remember, no, we were in France for the Courts of Chaos Festival. I remember being in the hotel room with Jarvis and doing, you know, just a basic master on the on the mix once we got it in the hotel room, in bed, on my laptop. Isn't that amazing, what you can do these days? Uh, but yeah, now that this song has been released, I definitely want to put it in the live set immediately. Uh, I guess I should talk to the other band guys about it. It's a challenging song to play, but I'm practicing it. So I think that, you know, I'm confident that that this fall, in the fall of 2022, this song will be played on a nightly basis. And I hope you guys all enjoy this song. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess at some point we'll probably um, put it into the set, you know. I don't know about on this next run. Um, hey, we'll have to, uh, we'll see what happens. But it'd be cool to start throwing it in there just to kind of give people a little uh, preview as of what's to come from Night Demon. I wouldn't be surprised if we throw it in the set, but uh, who knows? I, I don't know. It'd be a song I'd have to practice to, to make it in the set, you know? We would definitely have to run through it. So never say never, but uh, I said the same thing about Visteria, and now we play it every freaking night. So, you know, it is what it is. It's a new song of ours, and, it, I, you know, why not play it, you know? We can definitely get it out there and play the song, and let's do it. So so that's it for the last day. Uh, you can stream the song online or order a copy of the magazine that comes with the single, decibelmagazine.com slash flexiseries, or go to nightdemon.net for all the information and grab yourself one of these flexi singles. Also, in the subscriber section of nightdemon.net, I will add all of these horrific apocalyptic images and texts that Jarvis referenced and used as inspiration for the lyrics. And you can find all the full-length demos for the last day. Uh, For everything Night Demon, check out nightdemon.net. Until next week, this is Nesbitt signing off. Thanks for listening to the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast. Head over to nightdemon.net, click on the subscriber tab, and sign up to access exclusive weekly bonus content. If you would like to donate to support the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, you can do so through PayPal at paypal.me slash nightdemonmetal. Additionally, if you have not already done so, please subscribe, like, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. All hail, Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast listeners. This is Dusty Squires chiming in to tell you about my brand new signature sticks from the London Drumstick Company. I've dreamt of having my very own drumsticks ever since I was a wee lad, and LDC made that a possibility for me. Founded in 2016 in London, England, the birthplace of heavy metal, the London Drumstick Company has trailblazed a path through the music industry and taken the drummer world by storm. 
When I met them for the first time, they knew their product was going to withstand the beatings of a Night Demon show. They took the time to work with me on getting everything just right. The balance and weight of my sticks are the same no matter what, and the durability is bar none the best I've ever had. I know my sticks will last through the set night after night. I'm truly honored to work with a company that caters to their players the way LDC does. Their innovation and attention to detail is what separates them from the rest of the stick makers out there. Their custom stick sleeves are unbelievable and really make the entire presentation complete. Wait until you see the design they came up with for me. It blew my mind and was a surprise to say the least. They have all kinds of amazing swag, including hoodies, t-shirts, drummer shorts, drum keys, stick bags, towels, face masks, practice pads, and much, much more. Even if you're not a drummer, you can be a part of Demon History and order my brand new signature sticks direct from their website. How cool is that? And to top it off, the London Drumstick Company are giving an exclusive offer to the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast listeners. Go to londondrumsticks.co.uk and receive a 15%, 15% store-wide discount using promo code DEMONSTICKS. All capital letters, no spaces, DEMONSTICKS. D-E-M-O-N-S-T-I-C-K-S. I can't thank everyone there enough for the opportunity to be a part of their family and for them trusting me with their amazing products. See you metal maniacs on the road very soon. And yes, the wood chips will be flying. Greetings, boils and ghouls. This is your comrade, the Crypt Keeper here, reporting dead from the sanctuary of the strange. Tonight's macabre myth is a fright-filled feature, one overflowing with monsters, madness, and magic. <laughs> Visit our website at monstersmadnessandmagic.com to stay up to date on all the dark dealings within the sanctuary of the strange. Enjoy the show. Hey Metalheads, I'm Mark and I host Metal Forge. Let me tell you about the show. The Metal Forge features the best underground metal from all over the world. We spend every week with a different artist with interviews, in-depth conversations, and most of all, the music. We also feature audience interactivity where you can submit your questions to the upcoming guests. New episodes are out every Friday at noon Eastern Time at MetalForgeRadio.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Want to know what's going on in the world of music? Then tune in to the Nothing Shocking Podcast, a non-genre-based, all-ages friendly rock and roll program. Join us weekly for interviews with all your favorite rock stars from the mainstream to the underground. You can find us at nothingshocking.libsyn.com or anywhere you download podcasts. Okay, Metalheads, you've been complaining that there has not been a channel that plays all of the heavy metal videos from past, present, and future for years and years at this point. Well, that time is over. 
Heavy Metal Television is back. HeavyMetalTelevision.net is the website. Go there. You can see videos playing 24-7, 365, all the time. All the best from the old school, the new school, and everything in between. Check it out. HeavyMetalTelevision.net. It is where the metal is. <laughs> 